could it be you calling me down, 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 down? That foolish heart turns out the star. All that I am is all that you see. You don't need nobody else, and you're putting this Welcome to another episode of the Bounce Pass by the Sports Market. My colleagues Marco Marquez and Sam Pingeli. I'm your host, Stephen Obama. In this week's segment, we talked about the first half of the Kansas City Chiefs season, as well as look ahead to the second half and beyond. Yeah, Marco, this is um, your first time on the podcast, uh, the Bounce Pass. Happy that you're able to join us. I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, but Sam, he's been on a couple ones. He hasn't done a Chiefs podcast. He, we've had a couple of uh, no. Kansas basketball podcasts uh, of course. throughout the years, but Sam, first time talking about the Chiefs. But, you know, before we start, if you guys want to just, you know, introduce yourselves, give like your, you know, social media, maybe, ads. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sam Ingelli, um diehard Chiefs fan, of course, the KC sports guy, uh, and Cleveland sports guy, Sports Mecca at PGSamingLA3 on Twitter. Very nice. Um, Marco Marquez, Marco Taquito, you can follow me at, at Marco Taquito2 on Twitter. Um Ready to talk some Chiefs football? I can't believe it. I love. I, I love what I love about the bye week um, is you can take away. You can do all the takeaways from the first half of the season. You can always look forward to what's going to be happening in the second half. Um, so yeah, very very happy to be here. Thank you, Stephen, for letting me come on your podcast. This is Chiefs of the Midpoint. Um, obviously, they're on a bye this week. Um, there's been some games that have been going on, but this is probably just going to be focused on what the Chiefs have done in the first half. Eight and one to start the. First half of the season, eight and one, currently second in the AFC. Um, and there's been a lot of good teams. We'll talk about kind of what the, the actual AFC playoff picture later on. But there's been a lot of good AFC teams this year. You know, Pittsburgh, nine and zero, still hasn't, se- still can't seem to lose a game, but they're still undefeated. Um, you've had teams like the Buffalo Bills, seven and three, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I, apparently, Marco's second team. I don't know. <laughs> Um, they've been playing well, but Chiefs eight and one. But just from what you guys have seen so far in the first half, kind of give me your thoughts. Um, have they? I mean, they, they just came off a of Super Bowl, right? I mean, they had hopes to possibly go back to the Super Bowl again this year. Have they kind of met your expectations so far? Uh, yes, I, they have uh, met my expectations so far. They've. Uh, it felt like they just like came off the Super Bowl and they just like kept going. Since the Chiefs have only lost one game since that uh, loss uh, against uh, Tennessee last November, so they've been riding really high. Um, I have some uh, stats. Um, total offense is fourth right now. Last year it was sixth. Passing is second. Last year was fifth. Our rushing game it went from 23rd last season to 15th this year. Uh, total defense uh, went from 17th the previous year to 13th right now. And then the pass defense was eighth last season and uh, is sixth now. So we're seeing some improvements as well uh, in that regard. Uh, Patrick Mahomes looks phenomenal. He, I thought he kind of started out a little bit sluggish, but I think the last few games he's finally getting like back to his like normal groove. And, uh, and uh, he's coming off strong going into the bye. He's got, 2,687 yards, 25 TDs, one pick, and a QBR of 115.9. Uh, 
one of the things that the I hope the Chiefs improve on is their rush defense and playing against the uh, the running back, which last week they had a really hard time against uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Man, if any Seahawks fans listen to this podcast, I am sorry, but Russell Wilson's not the MVP. It's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Mar- Marco, just t- kind of give me your thoughts on what they've what the Chiefs have done the first half. And yeah, of course. Oh, good. What's that? And just like your expectations from like, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like I like Sam breaking it out with the stats right there um, because he's right. What is, what have we learned that this Chiefs team need to be? Uh, with a Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, they needed to be middle of the road. And they decided, no, we're not going to be just average with a really good quarterback. We're actually going to build, we're actually going to put even a better team around him. We're going to, we're going to go out and we're going to use our first round draft pick on a running back and not on a defensive player. That's what the Chiefs were going to do. And seeing the improvement, uh, Sam stat reading right there, seeing the improvement of the run game is tremendous for this team. Um, and, and he's right. Uh, one of the things that we hope to approve on, that we hope to see the Chiefs approve on, is that run defense. And I think that's just kind of a detail of the big picture with this with this team is they they can only beat themselves. You know, eight and one, it's a strong record. They beat themselves against that Raiders team. Um, the defense even said it after that game uh, that they needed to do better. Um, and that's kind of funny hearing it from a team that just lost their first game of the season. But that shows you where their expectations at are mm-hmm. at and uh, where their head is at. And so um, as they get into the second half of the season, my expectations for them for for them is um, don't be surprised um, if you know if Pittsburgh locks up that one seed quick because with that not with that undefeated record, um, don't be surprised if the Chiefs. Um, Fall to like the third, fall into the third spot uh, for the playoffs. It's gonna be, it's it's gonna be exciting to see uh, what this team can do and um, finish out the season. But it's it's just good to watch. You know, it's good. It's kind of weird knowing you're watching uh, the best team in football for like the first time in your life. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know, it's the Chiefs. They you know they won the Super Bowl last year, but I felt like it's a different vibe this year at the bye week than it was last year. The Chiefs were. I believe six and four entering the mm-hmm. bye, and mm-hmm. they came just like Sam mentioned. You know, before like when they lost to the Raiders, that was their first loss since the Titans game. There yeah. is a lot of uncertainty, I think, about the Chiefs at this point. Last year, after that Titans loss, they were six and four, and the defense really just didn't seem to gel at all. Um, yeah. And I, I think their defense this year has been much better. I don't think, you know, it's had its moments. I thought the Panthers game and the Raiders were probably its two worst defensive showings. But, um, and they've definitely have dealt with some injuries. Like Legereus Sneed, you know, got injured week three against the Ravens. Yeah. They're still hoping that he can return. Um, they still, I don't think, have had as good of a pass rush as they could. You know, Frank Clark, I. Uh, I believe he has four sacks and he's been, you know, he's been getting some pressure on the quarterback, but it just hasn't been to what maybe he was able to produce like the back end of the season or in the playoffs. But Marco, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the running, the the running game. You know, I don't think Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he's had early on the first, like the Texans game, he had a good game, but weeks two through four weeks, two through four. Yeah, I guess would, he kind of struggled, but really that since that bills game, He's had a couple of good performances, and I believe he has like 536 rushing yards, and that 
is more than what Damian Williams had last year. <laughs> or any running – I think any Chiefs right. running back had last year. So that just shows you, like, the difference in their running game. And um, and Le'Veon Bell really hasn't been really used that much in the three weeks that the Chiefs have had him also. Um, and maybe that's just Andy Reid kind of holding him back until the real game start to hit, like, you know, now or when the playoffs hit. You know, maybe Le'Veon Bell is going to be used more. But um, – I guess I guess I guess we'll have to see about that. But I am interested to hear both of you guys' thoughts. We know about Mahomes, but if you look through the numbers this year, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, we 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 kind of know that they're the two staples of the offense. But they are having like they're on pace to have record-setting season so far. Um, Hill and Kelsey, like Kelsey's like third all I think third in the league in receiving yards. Hill has nine touchdowns. But um, if you guys want to just talk about like how they've performed and and even if even if you guys want to have some thoughts about you know maybe the Chiefs defense Chiefs some of the Chiefs rookies if you want um I I think Travis Kelsey's having probably the best season of his career this year um he just looks unstoppable reliable um and uh and Tyree Kill Tyree Tyree Kill's probably the fastest person I've ever seen playing the NFL um, you can't really you can't really stop him as well with having Nicole Hartman being his second year. I think he's done well. One guy that has really really stepped up has been Brian Pringle since uh, Watkins went down. Pringle has uh, really developed into a uh, solid option for the Chiefs when needed, um, which which is very helpful, especially uh, since we can we seem like we can never trust uh, Sammy Watkins for most years until the postseason when he just like seems to come out so it's always nice to have that guy right there like when somebody goes down who just steps up and then once uh, another when our regular guy steps in there like Sammy Watkins when we need him that's a uh, very uh helpful um I think uh I, I hope to see Le'Veon Bell used more in the running game especially in like the screen game passing game I think that'll be a uh, very helpful um, I really like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think I think he's got like a bright future. He's looking really good so far, especially that opener. He's got a lot of potential. But I think like I real when it comes like to the bigger games, I definitely want to see Le'Veon Bell get a lot more uh, touches than than Clyde Edwards-Alaire, just based on the experience and uh, and the, the the level of play Le'Veon Bell can have in uh, big moments. I really, I, I'm really excited to see what Le'Veon um, can do because I do feel like that there is still that Pittsburgh talent left in him that we saw back in that divisional game long ago. Um, pain, nothing but pain. So, nothing but pain. But now we, now we know, now we know the t- sweet taste of champagne. Um, but I think, uh, but I, I, you know, he touched really well on all the offense. Travis Kelsey. Um, <laughs> Man, he he he's just showing why he's the best tight end in football. Um, in a season before where, or an off season where it was between him and Kittle. Now, unfortunately, Kittle, um, you know, is dealing with injuries and his own stuff, um, which is unfortunate. But Travis has to play with a little chip on his shoulder because I know because you don't go for four seasons four seasons in a row with a thousand yards, um, and but in all four seasons and only to be said that you're the second best. Um, no, that's not how it works. Tyree Kill, we saw um, in the Panthers game that he's there when we need him. He's there when the Chiefs need him. Um, Demarcus, Byron, McColl, all getting a little love this extra love this season. Um, I'll go ahead and touch on the defense. Uh, 
some of the surprise, uh, some of the some of the surprises for me, uh, the Tershawn Wharton, good mm-hmm. old uh, yeah. D two D two product, two sacks, right this year. What's that? Doesn't he have two sacks? Uh, let's check his stats. I believe so. He's been he's he's had he's got one sack, eleven really? tackles, and a forced fumble. He had that big forced fumble uh, against the Bills, I think it was. Yeah. Um, that came up huge or the Broncos. Um, he's been a real big surprise and a big help down there uh, in that defensive tackle position where the Chiefs, you know, the defensive line, that's where um, they're kind of scarce with um, bodies. And that's kind of where um, they're kind of hurt with, yeah, they're hurt with the de- uh, hurt with injuries a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good that you get a little something out of him because he comes in when Chris Jones, when uh, Chris Jones is in it, that's your best defensive player. You you need someone um, that it can at least do the half of what Jones can do behind him. Uh, Willie Gay, the second round pick out of Michigan, man, he had a great first start, didn't he? Why is he? Why is Ben Neiman playing over him? <sighs> Maybe experience. Neiman, Neiman, Neiman has a Super Bowl, uh, has Super Bowl experience. Willie is still learning, I guess. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a you really you really ask why when you see Neiman carry. <laughs> Bridgewater did, over the first yeah, down yeah. line. Fourth and fourteen. <laughs> like I'm not. Neiman just let him, let him, let him go through. And you know, in that mm-hmm. game against the Panthers, Willie Gay made some really yeah. nice tackles in space. But I think two of them, there was a penalty on the Chiefs, and you know, all those really strong highlight worthy plays got taken away. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're right. Um. He has, you know, his snap count has slowly increased um, throughout the year for Willie yep. Gay. But, Mark, I think you do mention you, – you mentioned a kind of a key aspect in Brett Veach, his his development as a GM. You know, obviously, he, you know, yeah, he'll get the praise for being the one that scouted Mahomes and going after that and, and yeah, maybe drafting Michael Harmon. But he has found, you know, his, his – his, uh, draft record wasn't the greatest in really his first year. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Breland Speaks went lasted one year, and then he got injured. And now I don't think he's not even in the. I don't even know if he's in football right now. Uh, Dor- Dorian O'Daniel, um, I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen much out of him. But this really his second draft. We had Juan Thornhill, like as I mentioned, Hardman. Um, they've produced, but you know Willie Gay, and but then he's even gotten, you know, like like you said, Wharton was an unrestricted free agent. Sorry, not uh, undrafted free agent. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, Clyde Edwards, Edwards, a later first round pick. So Brett Veach's his draft record has also been much better than what it was in his first year. Um, and it, but it just, I mean, even Lejarius Snead was a sixth round pick. It just seems like mm-hmm. he's been able to plug guys in that weren't really highly thought of and making productive players. Yeah, you kind of see a little uh, Dorsey out of it. You remember Dorsey? He he went out and found you Ron Parker, who was uh, kind of it was contributive. Um, Amir, uh, not Amir Abdullah, Hassan Abdullah, um, who was another sec- a key secondary player um, in the years that Dorsey was a GM. No, there's no there's no doubt that Brett Beach can um, can scout a player. Oh my gosh, he's he, like you said, you, he's the one who found Patrick Mahomes. That basically got that that fine right there got him the job that he has now. Um, but this is a guy that um, I don't know if you ever watched the uh, Chiefs kind of docu series on the YouTube, fran- the franchise. 
the franchise. There was an episode where you are where they took us into the room of Brett Beach and the Scouts, and those guys are watching tape endlessly, and that includes combine tape, that includes uh, regular season tape from when they played college ball, and then it includes the senior bowl. And that's where you're going to see uh, those undrafted free agents that he gets. Those are guys that he particularly liked in the senior bowl um, that he goes after. So he, he spends a lot of time scouting. Yes, has he missed on a, some draft picks? Of course, every GM does. But in this last year, you that was his best draft as the Chiefs GM, and it makes you feel comfortable um, – Knowing in the future because you got you're going to build this team around Mahomes for the next ten years, mm-hmm. and you're you're going to need to find talent, but you're also going to need yeah. to find cheap talent. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's and that right there is um, that's what's good for him. And he, he, he's good at doing that, um, and you just got you just got you just got to love what he's done with uh, the Chiefs since. You just got to put mm-hmm. the trust in him. Well, it's a perfect marriage with him and Reed because Reed. You know, you see a lot of GMs or heck, a lot of GMs and head coaches when it comes to drafting, sometimes they don't give their young quarterback as much weapons as what they should. And that's really not going to be the case with Andy Reid. Andy Reid's going to go with at least one offensive player in the draft every single mm-hmm. year, as long as he's the Chiefs head coach and as long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Like, they got a running back with Edwards Alaire. I would assume they're going to probably have a late first round pick, knock on knock on wood 32nd pick but <laughs> if they do have a pick late they're probably going to try to get a receiver like veach will and reed will always try to Maybe get tied in <laughs> yeah you know he will always try to find an edge and give mahomes as much really help as possible and considering now that mahomes is deal now that he's the highest paid quarterback you know if you look for the next five or ten years mahomes is going to be taking up a lot of that salary cap you need, just like you said, Marco, mm-hmm. you need to find cheap guys that you can build around so your team's not highly dependent on Mahomes. You want to have yep. a balanced team. Then you got to you got to talk about where those draft players are at now after a season, mm-hmm. right? You got to see where right. those rookies are after a half season. Yeah, um, Sam, would you like to add anything? Maybe just about Brett Veach, or just to add another thing from what you've seen in the first half before we kind of uh, move towards the second half of the season. Yes, I'll talk a little bit more about the first half. Um, one thing I didn't really get on was like talking about like how the Chiefs have really stepped up in like the big games. Two of the big games I considered the first half was at, at Baltimore and at Buffalo, and uh, Mahomes just looked absolutely unstoppable in both of those games, especially the Baltimore game, and then the Bills game. The run game just looked. Absolutely right. unstoppable after that L against the Raiders. So this team can de- definitely has shown so far that they'll rise up to the occasion mm-hmm. uh, no matter what. And I think the uh, Raiders game and the Panthers game, it's just like some of those like typical down games that like most teams have. And like the Chargers game a little bit uh, in week two was also one of those games. But right. I just think the Chiefs know that they're so good. And they, they know that they're – they can win. They can definitely win, even if it's going to be like close, because they just know how good they are, and they're more mm-hmm. focused. I think on the second half, when it comes to November, December, and and so they can like be on their yeah. peak when the when the postseason comes around, like they were last season. Right. It's kind of like that, uh, Sam. I don't want to give you too many uh, bad vibes because you are a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, but uh, 
the Chiefs kind of had the Golden the Golden State Warriors vibe to them. Like, you know, the Warriors, yeah, they kind of played around with with you a couple of times in the regular season, but when the playoffs came, and when they had you know Curry, Durant, Thompson, when they needed to go off on you, they went off on you. And I think that's what the Chiefs um, have. And I think they it was I don't know if it was the I think it was the Jets game after they won thirty five nine. This is me talking about Nate Taylor, who's the Chiefs reporter for The Athletic, he asked Mahomes about the game and, like, the ceiling of this team. And Mahomes said, anything, like, anything that we want, we feel like we can get. It's kind of like, okay, we know how good we are. You know, if when, whenever we want to turn that flip to being an elite, unstoppable team, we can do it. So, um, and then, you know, just like you mentioned, Sam, that Baltimore game, they just – it's funny because, you know, Lamar Jackson, like, I think he's a very good quarterback, but you just can see, like, where Mahomes is at and then where Lamar Jackson is still, like, he still needs room to, to improve. Like, I think I don't think Lamar Jackson had 100 passing yards in that game, and Mahomes threw for, like, 380 yards, three touchdowns. Um, but that, that – and the Chiefs have had the Ravens number the last two, three matchups. So I think that game really showed, like, the separation. But – um, that was kind of a jumping off point for the second half, um, of the season. Obviously the Chiefs have some very notable games. Uh, obviously next week they play Sunday night at Vegas. Uh, Chiefs trying to get back to the Raiders after losing their only game. That's the only loss the Chiefs have had, you know, 40 to 33 loss, but 40, 32, I don't know. It was around that, but they have tough matchups at Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, at New Orleans, at Miami, who's actually six and three, but just from the schedule in the second half, the the, the next seven games before they hit in the playoffs, um, you know, do the, do you think the Chiefs have a good chance of finishing fifteen and one, or you know, are there going to be a couple games where they're going to stumble? Because getting that one seed is going to be really hard. Like Pittsburgh just doesn't seem to lose, it, and it's going to be like it's going to stink if the Chiefs go like fourteen and two and don't get the one seed, but. Um, do you guys think 14 two is possible from what we've seen? Uh, yes, I think that's their ceiling. And I think, uh, 12 and four would be like the floor at this point of the year. I, I think they're t- my three toughest matchups. It's going to be at Vegas next, next Sunday, I think at new Orleans. And also one that's might surprise you is at home against the chargers. The main reason why is because they all have the strength of running the ball and using the running back, especially with like the Saints with uh, Alvin Kamara. And we we saw what uh, what Christian McCaffrey did last week against the Chiefs and the both in the running game and then also the screen game is what really killed the Chiefs. And the Saints are really like to utilize Kamara in that screen game. Well, Justin and, uh, and well Justin Herbert too. I mean, I mean the Chargers as a I mean the Chargers kind of never seem to finish games off, but they're always a threat to the Chiefs. And Justin Herbert's playing, like, you know, Offensive Rookie of the Year, too. And then uh, Mahomes against the uh, Chiefs and Raiders has kind of had his struggles, especially the last – I got the uh, stats from uh, the last three matchups with the Chargers and the Raiders. I'll start out with the uh, Chargers first. So this was uh, last season in Mexico City. Uh, Mahomes only had 182 yards, a QBR of 62.5, and and had an interception. And then the the last the week 17 game last season, he had 174 yards, a QBR of 61.7, and then that interception. 
And he did he did fine in the first matchup, 302 yards. Had a QBR of 90.9, but it didn't seem like he was that spectacular. The Raiders, the third one he actually, the first matchup I have was, which was that week two game where the Chiefs won 28 to 10. He had 443 yards, QB at 95. But the second matchup that won, it was like coming off the bye week. Mm-hmm. That's been yep. 175 yards, a QB one of 71.2. He also had interception. And then, of course, this year, he had 340 yards, but he had a QB BR of 83.5 and also threw a pick. So he definitely has had his fair struggles against the uh, Chargers and Raiders, especially the Chargers considering that Joey Bosa and uh, Melvin Ingram have absolutely been able to get to Mahomes with their uh, rush attack. So they have mm-hmm. the Chargers definitely have have a really good defensive strategy against the Chiefs. Yeah, I'd say the Chargers have like – the Chargers – are like that weird matchup where they just have the defensive personnel to not let Mahomes go off on them. It just seems like they all have always been able to keep them under control. Now they can't win. Now, granted, I think Sam and I we we went to that game. We weren't together, but we went. We were at the game where you know they lost twenty eight to four. They blew a twenty eight fourteen lead. Um, that was a Thursday night football game, but a cold one, <laughs> a cold one exactly. Um, but really, other than that, like he's been most of the matchups against the Chargers have been lower scoring games, haven't been the, the high track games that the Chiefs like to get into. But um, Marco, would you agree with the Sam's games as like the Raiders, Chargers, and Saints are the toughest? Or do you think there's a couple other games out there? Because I think the Dolphins look like a <laughs> sneaky tough yeah. game. No, oh, yeah, you got to keep your eyes out for the Dolphins. And that can be the team that you play uh, first in the playoffs, because that's who it was at the playoffs for a start uh, last weekend. It was going to be Chiefs and Dolphins as the two and seven seeds in the AFC. Um, the Chargers game, let's see what happens at the end of the season. Is that going to be a game where they, like last season, where you play for your plane for home field advantage? Or is it a game where you're going to be seeing uh, Chad Henney play the whole the, the full four quarters? Uh, Raiders always tough. Um, those are two good teams with pass with really good pass rushes. I'm going to go off the limb here for a second and say that the Falcons and Chiefs one is going to be closer than what you think. Um, that one might be a shootout on December 27th because I'm really curious to see how the Chiefs handle uh, those two wide receivers and Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones. Um, I think that's going to be. I think the same. I think the Saints and Falcons are going to be really big tests for the Chiefs' defense towards the end of the season. Um, and don't take your eye off Tampa Bay, of course, because they got the goat and a slate of receivers that are back. Um, I don't know if Chris Godwin is back. Was back this week, or if he played today. But I know he's on that roster, and I know he could be there on November 29th. Um, so I'm very, I, 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 it's, I'm, we're about to, we're definitely hitting the toughest stretch of the Chiefs' schedule, no doubt, um, this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm just kind of, I want to get your thoughts on, we, we, we've mentioned Pittsburgh several times, how they're nine and oh. Um, they're probably most likely going to be the one seed. How legit do you think the Steelers are? And, you know, are they a team that, Come playoff time, if the Chiefs were to have to go to Pittsburgh, let's say the AFC Championship game, is that game that the Chiefs could lose? Like, because Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's had a lot. You know, they they haven't had the easy. They have that, or they haven't had the hardest schedule. They've had some easier yeah. games than what the Chiefs have had. But you know, they're 
fourth in DVOA, second in defensive DVOA, but they're kind of middle of the pack offensively. But do you think that they're the Chiefs' biggest threat in terms yeah, of making I think, it to the Super Bowl? Yeah, I think so because they got the best defense in the AFC. And, um, you know, they have an offense with a lot of weapons as well. Um, and what do we know is the Chiefs' weakness? How are you going to beat the Chiefs other than keeping Mahomes off the field? You got to pass rush, you got to make him uncomfortable. But the Chargers and Raiders do so well is that they can get to him without having the blitz because teams who blitz against Patrick Mahomes, well, they're going to get cooked. Um, and that's, and that's what the Steelers can do. They got a secondary that can cover and they got, uh, they got a defensive, they got, um, they got a defensive front that can take advantage of a weak offensive line. And that's where the chiefs, um, mm-hmm. Achilles yeah. is, um, the Steelers. I think that as much, as much as I want the chiefs to get them one seed and as much as I want them to catch him, the Steelers, I, I could see them finishing with one or one loss, uh, maybe even two. I still like the Ravens in that Thursday night matchup on Thanksgiving night. Um, but the rest of the way, the Steelers could finish this season fifteen and one or sixteen and zero. But hey, what happened the last time played it? Last time Patrick Mahomes played at Heinz Field, six touchdowns. Six touchdowns. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. And heck, I mean. You know the Ravens, uh, your Baltimore Ravens, Marco. Um, you know they went, they they did go just for tonight. Just for tonight, they went fourteen and two last year, and yeah, you know I think there were some pe- a lot of people that thought, okay, yeah, the Chiefs are twelve and four. You know they're the two seed, but can they really overtake Baltimore and get to the Super Bowl? Now, fortunately, the Chiefs had a break. The Ravens yep. lost to the Titans, but I will say this: the playoff format that the NFL used this year. I'm not a fan of. I think that they should have I think they should have kept the six teams and the two top buys because I think Money I mean, baby, money speaks. Exactly. And I don't think the Chiefs should I mean the Chiefs w- probably win that game in the wild card round, but um I think it does pay up pay dividends to have that extra week off. Um and the Chiefs if they go fourteen and two, like or thirteen and three you know, that's just one extra week that they won't have to rest. So it's kind of, it's weird. Like it's, it's to me, it's shaping up to be not, I'm not saying that they're going to lose in the divisional round here, but yeah. you know, the 2003 chiefs went 13 and three and they were the two seed. Yeah. The Patriots were 14 and two they and they're the down. one, like, it's just like, man, just doesn't seem like, like as good as the Chiefs are playing. Hey, hey, this isn't the 2003 Chiefs, man. This no, isn't it's not. Chiefs to go, this isn't the Chiefs of playoffs pass. Come on, they broke that curse last year. The monkey is off their back and the target is on it now. Come on. You got to have a little faith. There isn't, there's a different quarterback at that position, one getting paid half a billion dollars. It's no. That's what last year was for, Steven, so you don't have to look on the past anymore. <laughs> we look for the future. Two, three, four seed, it don't matter. Chiefs are always going to be Super Bowl content are going to be Super Bowl contenders this year. That's a fact. I can't disagree. Um, but yes, the road this year will be tougher than last year, simply because there are there the, the team that they played in the AFC Championship last year was a was a fake team. They're still a fake team. Uh, no. You, you got to be. It's it's going to be it's going to be tougher this year. But that's the point. Every you're the defending Super Bowl champs. You're going to get everybody's best best effort against you. Mm-hmm. Well. I mean that's why that's what you've seen like you know the Panthers mm-hmm. Panthers game yeah, Raiders Ra- Raiders yeah. I mean every team's trying to gun for them but I guess we've talked about the AFC challengers for the Chiefs uh kind of before we wrap this up NFC side if the Chiefs were to get to the Super Bowl as I guess we would hope um what's the team that you think the Chiefs could could match up in the 
from the NFC or or maybe maybe it's not just a matchup base. Maybe you think it's a team that the Chiefs I guess could have a better chance with because there's there's I think from a old, top to bottom I think the AFC is a better conference than the NFC, but I think there's more NFC like Super Bowl contenders yeah. than, than yeah. the NFC. I really only think the Chiefs and Steelers that's all right. Yep. Are the only two contenders in the AFC? Sorry, Baltimore. Sorry, Buffalo. But I don't think they can get to a Super Bowl. I think the Seahawks, which I kind of sense 2018 Chiefs vibes to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think they can get to the Super Bowl. I still yeah. think the Saints, Bucks, and Packers, like that's four teams that can yep. easily get to Tampa Bay. Make the I'm Super curious Bowl to see play. what Sam says. I'm, I got my team. I've had my team since the beginning, and I'm I'm curious to see what I'm curious to see where Sam's it, at with the it, NFC. It, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Mine is actually the Los Angeles Ram. Now, why do what? I think the Rams? No! Oh my! The best offenses in the league. They have the seventh best run offense. Jared and they Goff have the best defense in the league right now. That's the answer I wanted. The pro- that's awesome. I just. But can you actually see them coming out of coming out of the NFC as a wild card? Though the team that has a better chance from the NFC West is probably Arizona. I I think Arizona has a better chance to get to the Super Bowl than the Rams. But Ram, the Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins connection is lighting it up. I mean, he had the hail Mary. They had the hail Mary today. So, Mark, are you act? That's your team, the Rams. No, like, no, I, I, it's not sleeper? my team, but I like that pick because they are—they're a growing, trending team right now. They just beat the Seahawks today. They're—they're they're tied for second in NFC West, or excuse me, there's a three-way tie for the NFC West, um, which is kind of crazy. But no, I—I I like the Cardinals out of that division. But I'm glad the Samson Rams because that is a team that's starting to get hot uh, when it matters. Uh, my team though is Green Bay. I—I I think that. Um, I think that they have a good enough defense to get them far, and I think that their offense is slightly better than it was last year. I think Aaron Rodgers is still playing at a high level that we that we've seen in that. But they're also four and one on the road and three and one at home. So this is not this is also a team that we're seeing win on both sides of the field. Um, but that Super Bowl with the Chiefs and Packers is going to be a shootout, and that's what I got. And that's what I got for my Super Bowl Fifty Five matchup. Interesting. I. Uh... Mm-hmm. That could have happened last year. You know, it had a chance of happening last year, except, uh, you know, the 49ers had other ideas. Uh, also, side note, just how about the 49ers, man? Lost the Super Bowl, blew the lead, and now they've been decimated by injuries. Jimmy, Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo's been out. They've had to go with Nick Mullins. Just an absolute disaster. Like, the Chiefs broke them. They broke the Texans, too. The Texans are a disaster. <laughs> I mean, they broke the Jaguars. The, the NFC just seems to have this weird trend where, like, just teams that make it to the Super Bowl just, like, completely fall off, like, within, like, the next few years. We saw it with Carolina, with Cam Newton. They absolutely fell apart. Uh, the Falcons have not recovered since that absolute choke job. Uh, the Rams ended up, even though the Rams are doing well now, they did miss the postseason last season. And the 49ers, uh, it just they've had injuries and uh, and it just hasn't seemed like they've recovered from uh, Kyle Shanahan's uh, coaching decisions <laughs> last year in the Super Bowl, which he obviously was one of the main reasons that the Falcons lost in Super Bowl Fifty One as well. Alluding to Sam's point uh, about <laughs> NFC teams, actually the last NFC runner, like runner, uh, sorry. Super Bowl loser that came from the NFC that came from the NFC uh-huh. to make it to the conference championship the next year was the San Francisco 49ers with uh 
I believe, 2013. Like, the, the 49ers made three consecutive NFC championships, but, you know, the 49ers lost in the Super Bowl in 2012 with Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh. And then in 2013, they made it back with Kaepernick, and then they lost to the Seahawks in the conference championship. So, um, good point by Sam. But uh, I guess other than just like we, we've mentioned, we talked about we talked about what the Chiefs have done in the first half. Uh, AFC challengers, NFC challengers. Is there kind of like anything else you guys would like to mention before we sign off here? I think if the uh, Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year, you could make an argument for them being a uh, in the top ten of all time greatest teams ever. <laughs> the twenty twenty. Yeah, there you go. That's a statement. You putting them ahead of the uh, the the Dolphins no. uh, when they won it? Uh, 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 it's two different eras. It's kind of hard. It's hard to say. Right. It's like it's really hard to compare. I definitely. I definitely think I feel like uh, I'm so, I, I, I remember watching I watched the NFL top ten teams. I definitely looking at some of those teams. I definitely feel like the Chiefs definitely can make a case. Offense, there's no question. I mean, well, actually, I mean, I think you can probably say Tyron Matthew with the way that he's playing, he's going to have a gold jacket. The Chiefs, probably on this team, they looks like they have four Hall of Famers on the team. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew on one team. Uh, maybe Le'Veon Bell. Now, obviously, Le'Veon Bell, of course, is going to be remembered as a chief, just like Terrell Suggs is remembered as a chief. Um, um, I think just one final thought I was going to mention to you guys about Patrick Mahomes. Through I don't know if you guys found this stat. I did the research, and I tweeted it out. If you guys – Sam follows me, but if you guys don't – Mark, I don't know if you follow me at Flax on at Flax on Flax on Twitter. Through forty games, uh-huh. Mahomes, you know, he had a hundred touchdowns. 100, we had hundred one touchdowns, but he was the fir- he was the fastest quarterback to have a hundred touchdowns in his career, second behind Dan Marino. If you compared Mahomes through forty game through forty start to the greats of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees, Mahomes blows them out of the water. So I'm just going to list off the stats through 40 game through 40 starts. Mahomes 32 and 8, 66.1% completion percentage, 944 c- completions, all right? Just about 12,000 yards, just over 12,000 yards, 101 touchdowns, 19 picks. Peyton Manning 22 and 18, 62% completion percentage, 10,000 yards, 70 touchdowns. And wait for it, 52 picks. Brady and Breeze. Brady went 28 and 12 with 8,800 yards, 57 touchdowns to 37 picks. And Drew Breeze had a 500 record, 20 and 20, with 8,100 yards, 51 touchdowns, and 37 picks. So if you like, just for the first 40 career games, Mahomes has literally double everybody's numbers of those three, and then. If you look at the interceptions they had when they when they each reached 100 touchdowns, Mahomes, just like I mentioned, has had 19. When Manning had 100 touchdowns, he had 69. Brady had 53, and Drew Brees had 63. Like, th- th- dude, those numbers are just mind-boggling. It's, I think the interceptions thing is like the thing that is like the most impressive because it can the fact that Mahomes has thrown so much, how many risks he takes, and like. 
he's only got like 19 picks, but just shows you that he's also a, a risk taker. He's also like incredibly disciplined with uh, where he uh, where he uh, puts the ball at. But remember, Sam, he was compared to as a gunslinger. That that wouldn't work in the NFL. Big 12 quarterback. He definitely he definitely broke the matrix on that. Man, I will just I will like always look at these Mahomes stats and just like laugh. Like, if I have nothing to do and I want to be in a good mood, I'll just look at these Mahomes stats for his career and just laugh like, this is absolutely bonkers. Like, if he doesn't get, I'm telling you right now, if he doesn't get injured and he plays a full career, he will break almost every passing record that's ever been set in the NFL. He's just on pace to just dismantle every record for passing. Um, It's just absolutely ridiculous. That was just kind of my big ramble and, uh... Hype for Patrick Mahomes that he's going to win his second MVP, barring it, barring, barring health. Mahomes is going to get his second MVP after the season in his third year. But uh, other than that, guys, anything else you guys want to add before we sh- we, uh, we we close this off? Send it home, Steven. Send it home. All right. Well, um, yeah, Marco, great um, to have you on. Uh, you, you know, your Baltimore Ravens. Your, your second Ravens, your second team to Baltimore hey, Ravens. Everybody against the Pats. Uh, er, er, that. <laughs> that dude, I can't disagree with that. It's uh, <laughs> uh, only New Englanders like the Patriots. Um, but Marco, I'm glad that you were able to provide your thoughts on the Chiefs and Sam. You know, I've had we Sam. You've had some solid takes about the Candace Jayhawks last couple years, but you brought it together and talked some Chiefs football. I'm glad you were able to come on. Uh, thanks, Steve, for having me. On short notice, too. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's it, guys, um, you know, I appreciate you guys coming on. Have a good night.